Hello, everyone, and welcome back to the Anime Trending Podcast. You all Andy Trenders out there, as Gracie likes to call you all. I am your host, Nubles, and I'm here with James. That's that's my whole introduction. I am James. <laughs> welcome, James. Yeah, question James mark. with a question mark. The question mark's right there on my birth certificate. My parents weren't quite sure when they filled that out. Oh, my God. Beautiful. Uh, Gracie is here. <laughs> Oh, Gracie's here. How about Mitty? He He's here somewhere. Hello. <laughs> somewhere, somewhere. Excellent. Beautiful. Uh, we hope you all enjoyed the episode in which we talked about Kage-sama Love is War Season 2. We had a lot of fun with that episode, and it should be now up on Spotify, Google Play Store, iTunes, all that. Well, not quite iTunes, but soon iTunes, all that shenanigans. We've also started releasing it early on Patreon, so if you want to be able to hear the podcast episodes a couple days ahead of time, and also to support us so that we can make more fun, entertaining commentaries about your anime and why your taste is maybe good or bad, uh, please support us on Patreon. Anyways, today we're going to be talking about My Next Life as a Villainous, All Routes Lead to Doom. This anime has been very popular on the anime trinity charts to the point that our couple and ship charts have exploded to where... I think 7 out of the 10 top 10 entries are from that anime. Uh, we'll be diving into that. But Gracie, uh, could you give us a quick overview of what this show is about? Sure. So basically, um, <clears throat> well, uh, basically, a very wealthy daughter of a nobleman, Katarina Kleiss, uh, was out strolling with her, uh, one of the princes of the kingdom. And during the stroll, trips, falls, hits her head extremely, extremely hard and actually recovers the memories of her past life where she realizes the world that she lives in now and in fact her very identity Katarina Kleiss is the villain in an extremely popular ultimate game called Fortune Lover that she used to be obsessed with and in fact played played a lot with so now that she realizes that she's essentially playing a villain character that is that's whose whole purpose in the game is to be doomed and get in the way of the ultimate game protagonist. She's going to try everything she can to make sure that she can avoid that sort of doom ending and get herself a good, happy life. <laughs> that's actually a really good synopsis. This is way better than what we had to get from the official websites. Holy shit. I mean, well, I, uh, I write final lightly. reviews. I always write my that, own synopsis. <laughs> like, <laughs> Beautiful. I mean, this has the, you know, the the inherent problem with every uh light novel adaptation right where the the title itself is a whole synopsis yes <laughs> that's true and that's the synopsis gets even more complicated so you and, and it's, it's you doom can. is a very abstract thing the the it, it the actual routes it's all right you're either gonna get murdered or you're gonna get exiled and become a peasant like that's <laughs> that's, that's uh, those are the routes it. she remembered or that she knew well, mm -hmm. it's whenever she gets a bad end in every single route, she either dies or gets exiled, and it's funny. Yeah. Well, even in the, the good end, because yeah, in the in the good end, in the good end, if because you're playing as the protagonist, in the good okay, end, she before, gets exiled. Okay, before we get into dies. this further, before we get into this further, I have to ask you guys: Do any of you guys play Ultimate Games? No. Okay. I want to say I played one of them, but I don't remember i'm trying to remember i feel like i played one for the sake of playing one to find out what the heck an otome game is okay uh, um so um, how about medi wait how about medi have you played an otome game i have played a small handful of visual novels probably only like one technically like dating sim none of them otome games though 
Okay, so I'm I'm gonna tell you guys straight up. Uh, Ultimate games, it's a huge, huge running gag to always have a big character in there, and um, and it the big character is basically the one that you wish would just get out of the way and leave you alone because you should be romancing this hot anime guy under whatever anime trope there is <laughs> available, and um, they basically never get a backstory or explanation or any sort of fleshed out backstory or like fleshed out character development of any type so um and i'm talking about general ultimate games because there are rare ones out there that are really well written and it's like a full-on story but most are not like that so this is so that's why it's it's funny because you know katarina um you know her being reborn in a character that's basically a flat cardboard is is just really, really ironic because, you know, she's a person. She's not a flat cardboard. So it's interesting that they picked a different route than the no-eyes protagonist that tends to be, like, the protag in regards to Ultimate Games. So That's true. The protagonist always has no eyes yes. in these Otome games. I mean, uh, they, before the protagonist you... has no eyes in, in many more things aside from just Otome games. That's true. Uh, before we dive in more into the anime, uh, this is your spoiler warning. So if you are, have not been interested in watching the anime, please go do so. Otherwise, you have been warned. Uh, we're going to dive into the first few episodes where Katarina now realizes she is having to work her way around her impending doom and needing to be a, a farmer and doing all that kid stuff. I feel like this farmer thing is the most... Like the council, I have to. I like the council. I think the council is the cutest thing ever. And I know we're gonna dive into the other episodes later down, but I find it funny that the council is still the kid version and it stays that way so far. And it's just, um, I forgot what other animes, but I know we posted something on Anime Trending's Facebook that had the council deciding whether like, or not Kaguya sama had a council, do. and so did, um, yes, Kaguya sama thank you, yeah. and so did Dropkick on the Devil. I don't watch that anime, but I've heard they also had a council meeting per se. <laughs> it, it's did. a pretty prominent gag. I feel like I've seen it in like Umaru or just various comedy. Oh, it's, anime it's in Umaru like as well. Um, yeah, it is, yeah, yeah, the whole like chibi versions of the character mm -hmm. all sitting at a table inside their brain just like all right what are we gonna do and it's it's a pretty solid representation of like people's thought processes i, I was about to say do do you guys basically imagine yourself like this when you're going through internal thoughts it's like a bunch of versions of you inside like discussing with each other and debating with each other not like while i'm having that thought but if i'm trying to explain my thought process to somebody yeah because instead of just saying Part of me thinks this, and part of me thinks this. There's, like, Lizard James, which is pure <laughs> impulse, and just, like, nah, want, yes, ah. Uh, and then there's, you know, there's a, there's a bunch of different aspects. There's, like, strict logic, and then there's, oh, friendship is best, and, you know, or, like, treat yourself, kind of, like. There, there's all these different competing, you know, arguments for any line of thought, and so it's easier to just give them labels and names than it is to be like this part of me says that part of me, and that it, it, it's just an abbreviation kind of way to shortcut explanations. I haven't thought of many labels for archetypes, but I do feel like I've actively had thoughts where I feel like I'm playing two or three parts, and I'm like <laughs> having some sort of little debate or like at odds with myself. Which, again, it's like it's very self-aware. It's not like I'm schizophrenic, mm -hmm. but I don't know. I have these I guess thoughts it's, whenever I think about buying it, anime merchandise. It's, 
I mean, it's <laughs> same to have imaginary conversations in your head, and sometimes I just fill in every part of that myself because if I'm gonna imagine someone else talk to anyway, I want it. No, <laughs> but <laughs> you guys are a lot nicer because my I have just two people, and one of them is just like no morals, and the other one is with morals, and so I just wow, like I this? think to myself evil things, and then I'm like I could do this, but I shouldn't, but I could, what but is, I shouldn't. Isn't that <laughs> so like the that's cards? basically where it, like I know you stopped. have a name for this Gracie because I've heard there's about a name before. for that. Because in cartoon, they have like the devil and then the angel. You do yes, you do the good thing or do the bad thing. Yeah, that, right? that's kind of like the, the a similar trope as there are the two wolves in the inside of you. Oh my god, why are there wolves inside of you? But I do not want to gloss over this because this is just important lore. Gracie, what is the name of your alter ego? Oh god, why would you bring that up? <laughs> because <laughs> I forgot funny. about it until you brought it back up. But it's like my favorite existed. thing. Okay, my my. Really close friends. I, I mean, they're practically my sisters. Um, they call my evil side Garcy. <laughs> I dig it. Yeah, that and, makes sense. Holy shit! And it tends to come out at night because I don't know why, but my I like my morals get looser at night, and so I'll say things at night where. Like, they'll be complaining, and I'll be like, or you can just do this and this and then stab him. And they don't just, like, <laughs> look at me. And I'm like, I mean, not saying seriously. And they're like, no, you you meant it seriously there for a moment. So. I enjoy a little bit of energy where it's just stabs as a warning. Like, that's that's a very... I think I, it came out because one night a drunk guy was trying to get into our apartment and he he wasn't like trying to break in. It was just he got drunk and he got, went to the wrong door. And I got really um, I got really paranoid with that. And so I threatened to like stab him with a cleaver. So that's also where the cleaver comes from. So oh my God, the cleaver. How do you stab with a cleaver? Cleavers that are made cleaver. for like cutting like big pieces of things usually meet into like smaller chunks Meats, they're made yes. to like specific in asian bone. cooking anyway mm-hmm. uh culinary expertise aside <laughs> farming farming well here's okay there, so ah, there we go those are related yeah that's true actually um because she's farming so she can take care of herself how to eat too that's the whole point well, well yeah and we so see that a living and yeah she's not farming yeah, like so oh i want to be a healthy human being and exercise and vegetables are good for me it's I need to learn some real life skills so that when I inevitably get exiled, I'm not just going to starve to death. Yeah. Like it's very like that, that line of thought of I need to learn real skills so I can function as an adult in society um, is, and and like as a noble, there's a different skill set required, but you like kind of developing that well-roundedness I think is good for everybody. You don't have to be the villainous to develop some new skills. (laughs) Self-improvement. Um, I feel like I a, a thing I liked about the twist, and it has to do with the farming, is that we figure out very, very early on, like the first few minutes of the anime, that, you know, she was no otaku. Of course, she's really into ultimate games and stuff um, before she died and got reincarnated as Katarina. But I was like, huh, she is a very physically active otaku because she likes to climb trees and she likes farming because of her grandparents and she likes to like do a lot of physical stuff which you know usually don't think otakus with uh physical activities so that was just a small minor thing that i really liked that was different so (laughs) yeah that's definitely definitely a plus because 
in the whole reincarnated in like a game or reincarnated in another world, it's usually like, oh, and I didn't set foot outside my room for a week. And, yeah. You know, which is like the joke in Konosuba is just like, you didn't go yep. outside and so you died of shock because you didn't understand that it was a tractor. Uh, <laughs> and so this there, there's this whole level, extra level of positivity that comes with the like, I am capable in other things. Uh, there's there's not as much of the like oh I'm an otaku and like so like and leaning really heavily on the like negative end of that and like this new life is my chance at redemption it's the I was living a decent life before this yes yes no that was great especially when she was like especially especially when she was like you know I just gotta live my life till the end now because I didn't get the chance to do that because I kind of liked it before I died so. <laughs> I think that that just rings true for the whole show is there's just this extra level, which is probably why I enjoy it, this extra level of positivity on, like, all layers. And I'll talk more once we get into, like, the ships and, like, relationship kind of stuff because I have some... Oh, um, uh, Maddie, I remember you said, like, you it took you a while to get into it. Like, do you, do you, like, can you explain why? Just because I got into it instantly, but I don't, like, I don't know about the rest of you guys. I think but, a, a yeah. while's an exaggeration. I mean, two episodes is not really a while. I guess yeah, that's yeah no. True. I think forty minutes. It, it's interesting because I've seen so much floating about the show and the synopsis and the visuals even. Okay. That from the the premise alone, I was like, "This looks fun. I want to watch this." And people were excited about it, sharing things. And I binged all of it in the past two days, by the way, mm-hmm. which isn't a lot. It's like seven episodes. But I started it, and um, one important thing worth mentioning kind of on a tangent again with subverting a lot of the isekai tropes is it starts and you see little katarina who's like this rich noble in this kingdom walking as a kid and then she like trips and hits her head at the time i didn't know if that was her original life and this was like just her dying like really young and then getting reincarnated but then i was like oh she's already in the isekai world and she's remembering her past life and i think it's cool that she was reborn in this world, not just transported through magical portal as a teenager, but born and grew back up. Mm-hmm. But because of that, they spend their time showing you her childhood, introducing all these other characters. It's two, almost three whole episodes, which in hindsight, I enjoyed it. I was like in it and, you know, having fun with it probably by the second episode for sure. I just remember at the very beginning thinking, like, oh, okay, they're taking their time, like, mm-hmm. building all this. Because I'd seen so many visuals and things about the ships or just things about the anime in general. I was like, when when, when are they going to be teenagers once they get to the real show, so to speak? And right. Let That's me tell you, the childhood part is still great and very important to set up for the rest of it. It's so, it's like a slow brew in a way. Um, it definitely felt a bit slow burn. Slow burn. Also, oh, like, like slow brew coffee, it takes a little bit. Slow brew. You mean slow, cold, no, slow cold burn. brew and slow cold burn. Cold brews. <laughs> you didn't get the it. The podcast is gonna get. I did it again. God dang it! I one of the tropes that I will have in this podcast episodes forever is mixing up terms. Idiomatic and, expressions. And idiomatic expressions. Thank you. Uh, sorry, slow burn. It could stew. It takes time and. It felt slow for me, as in a way, too. I, I felt like I was falling asleep a little bit. Oh, wow. Just a little bit. I don't know. It just... I like the show. Don't get me wrong. I do like the show. But the first... I felt like it took a while. But I think looking back at it now, I, would, I wouldn't I would rewatch the show. But I would still 
enjoy it because it just felt a bit i feel like some stuff they could have kind of done a little bit faster but that's just me i mean okay. they, they could have as so this is my second time reading or like enjoying this story because i've been i've been bouncing around on the manga adaptation uh and look i mean i definitely like with the like now on episode seven looking back the amount of time they spend on the Hell is really important because it gives you you don't have to wonder right. why characters are really acting the way they are in the second yep, half of the show right. because all of that groundwork is laid really well uh mm -hmm, but it mm -hmm. is a little on the slower side and even my second time going around knowing that i would enjoy this because i had enjoyed it once before i was like yeah okay they could hurry this up a little bit and i think the only reason why i didn't get boring is because katarina's character is um so very energetic energetic and just raises <laughs> yes. the, the energy level of the mm -hmm. entire show and uh i am now gonna real quick interject and say as somebody that studied german for four years in high school reading this name and hearing katarina <laughs> i i my blood pressure goes up every time that happens oh, wait so I, what is I, it supposed I, to be katarina katarina okay. yeah, which is exactly katarina. how it's said in japanese too yeah it's just follow the those simple phonetics yeah katarina it's just it's not kata fighting kata. over romanizing kata. it with an r katarina. or an l okay. when really you should be saying it the same way either way as how about far romanizing as it with a k or a c because the german spelling would be um would be with a k well, here's my question for you the official you know, subs did c but it's just there's been so many discrepancies it's c-a-t-a-r-i-n-a -A yeah uh, my linguistic c, question yeah. for the german expert is that <laughs> what what kind of r sounds exist because in japanese it's just a flipped yeah flipped that's a r, good point. Uh, like katarina but mm -hmm. like right should it be, in german how would that is it an r or an l it's it's closer to an r so the issue with with german is um the way so you're gonna use like a, a harder r sound for a lot of words um like group is group, group. Wow. like you you, you kind of got like a little glottal feeling to your r's that's not the case for a lot of um for a lot of like female names and also uh, female gendered nouns um so but you're gonna you're gonna go for a little bit of a harder r sound for for your european pronunciation for your german pronunciation um compared to like the lr mix that good you've to got know now let's have google translate read uh <laughs> French. if only it's interesting to be Katarina. <laughs> the official Japanese website has this a K, which is really interesting. Uh, they have the English names as well for her as well. And we had a whole discussion about it too internally at Anime Trinity because we were writing the character names and how to present it on our charts. And we did want it to follow the official English subtitle, but there were moments where we were like, wait, is it K or a C? You know why they do it in K for K instead of a C for when they're doing the official romanizations in Japan is because... C is such a nebulous letter because you yep. can have that S. It can also be combined with the S sound, and so you're like, uh, like present. Uh, <laughs> how do I say it? Yeah, the K makes it K a little is easier always to the K understand. Noise. You don't have to. You don't have to. Oh, go, Which I way do see I what say you're this? saying now. Okay, that makes sense. Okay, yeah, I, I get yeah, it now. It's, it's that really simple cool. reasoning that things romanize with the K. K can yeah. only be read one way. C has like seven. Yeah. Oh, that's anyway, so interesting. Now that our I think Grace and I didn't realize it's like it's been present to us all the time. Like the signs there, the lights flashing, but we didn't see the train coming. <laughs> I no, I, I didn't see even see coming. lights flashing. That's that was just mind blowing for me. 
<laughs> well, I'm glad I, we got a linguistics yeah. lesson in this. Uh... I'm super scared now because I know I made a mistake at some point in my explanation, so I'm going to go back to my old German textbook and confirm. Oh. <laughs> I had the same worry with a recent podcast where I said something in Japanese and was like, just casually like, translating it, that I'm like, oh, that was wrong. I was wrong. Someone's gonna call me out. Right it's been and five years it since I'm like, seriously. Oh wait, I was right. So. <laughs> nice. Anyway, um, no, no, no pressure. This podcast is immortalized on the internet. So if you're wrong, my, the whole my world mistakes will, find will outlive wrong. me. Thank goodness. There you go. I think I've never been wrong in my life. I think, like, okay, so Katarina, uh, bringing it back to the anime itself. Um, I actually didn't think the first few episodes were slow at all but i think that's because i'm such like a personality buff and like being big <laughs> into character analysis that i like tracing exactly which which points she broke the trope is essentially what it is because it's like oh, my that um, sentence went a different place than i thought it was going to what, what did you think i, was I thought you were gonna be like i like knowing exactly what trauma brought these characters to be the way they are right now <laughs> Oh, I mean, I do. That's 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 not a false statement. I 100% do. Like, let me, like, if you have trauma, let me dissect it, because I love doing that. But, <laughs> oh, my um, Free therapy. Um, but basically, I just really liked, because, you know, the four, the four guys option are very, very basic char- uh, archetypes in Ultimate Games, you know? And so, um, and so I was like, if she's going to change their personality because, you know, their personality kind of is the reason why she gets screwed over in the game slash she was actually a bitch in the game. Um, so, uh, I was, I just wanted to see exactly at which points she changed it. And so Keith is an easy one, for example, because, you know, abuse and suddenly not abuse is a very big drastic difference to personality, but the other stuff, but the smaller stuff is what I like to hunt down like for example alan um is the sundere and has huge huge uh inferiority inferiority complex and like a brother complex and um by the time we see him as a teenager he's confident he's he's happy with where he is and it's like you know like that exact small moment of just knowing that hey his brother is terrified of snakes was all it really took for him to feel better about himself and so i just like these sort of small tracking so even though it i agree it could be faster but it panders to like what i like which is why i just fell head over heels in love with it like in the first episode so oh yeah and i don't think medi or like neither medi or i nor i are downplaying its importance like we i think both of us said looking back it's super important that we have those scenes Mm mm-hmm um, oh yeah, I would I would agree as well too. It, it's it, not a complaint it at was, all. No, no complaints. Um, I think it's just I'm not used to this kind of anime where it really gets progressively in explaining things. But it's very important and 100. As we we'll later dive it, into the other episodes, that we get to, I understand why certain characters are acting the way they are. If it weren't for this backstory, it would be like, why did he do that? Why did he do this? Or what would happen yes. is it would start I in think... the high school and we'd have a flashback and then we'd be annoyed because we hate flashbacks. Yeah, yes! you're absolutely right. Yes. 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 I think that's yes. my main takeaway from this is don't sleep on this show if you're a little bored or it's a little slow for you in the first couple episodes. Like, yes. I mean, I'm not mm. a fan of the arbitrary three episode rule, but this show actually this show gives actually, you 2.75 yeah. episodes of all of the background introducing every char- almost every character 
and then you get in like your modern setting at the end of the third episode which is when the game starts which is around the third episode so speaking of those later episodes how do you guys like the contrast between like her as a teenager and her as a kid, which is... I'm sorry, what, what contrast? There is no contrast. That is one of the parts I'm confused about, and I want to hear your thoughts. Yeah. So I'm like, she acts like a little kid when technically she died as a teenager, so should I be concerned that like her mentality <laughs> after awaking her memories is like enough to be a kid and not really grow for like, Here's years? the thing. I think, I don't think that, I don't think it's the thing that, like, she hasn't grown, because she is aware that what she does is frowned upon. Like, she's not like, why don't people, you know, like, why is mom mad at me because I'm not using my manners? She's like, oh, I'm not using my manners. Mom's gonna be pissed. Like, she's aware of, she's aware of how she is supposed to act and can act that way, but she just chooses not to because, let's be honest, it's kind of a drag. (laughs) It's so much more fun to just hang out, climb trees, and eat snacks than it is to be like, Oh, yes, hello, and it's very nice to meet you, too, and I am indeed going to sit very still in this chair and listen to your extraordinary, <laughs> boring talk. What is this, class? And hold the teacup. I'm just going to, like, chill out. And a fancy way to hold the teacups and eat properly during those oh, parties. Oh, yes, yeah, always like, a lot of energy. pinky, too, you know? Yeah, the pinky, yeah, the pinky. It's like, I could, I could you know, eat very delicately or, like, be very ladylike and make sure that I don't eat too much food. But instead, I like I know that that's what I'm supposed to do. But because I enjoyed this alternative more, I'm going to unhinge my jaw like a snake and put as many sweets <laughs> into my mouth as I can before my stepbrother catches me. Like that's the kind of attitude we're getting, and I, I love but, it because it's that. But kind at the same of time, childish that's the... overindulgence that I wish that I could take part in. <laughs> but it also goes. <laughs> but it also goes back to the reason why she's being like this is she's she's lost her past life, which is very amazing now she's like well i'm living this life let's live the best out of out of i can as much as i can so might as well not put in the effort that i need to to be all this noble like informal yeah it, it, but the um, only reason that she... the thing that that uh, i'm reminded of is the is the scene when there's like summer break and in the council the council's like also on break it's like wait why aren't we oh yeah why aren't we like spending summer break figuring out how to avoid our doom and one of them is like look if we're gonna get if we're gonna get like murdered anyways we may mm-hmm. as well just hang out and have a good like it's we're here for a good time not a long time kind of mentality yep i love that and the, oh I, also, yeah, also when freaking nicole nicole uh nicole nicole is that pronounce it yeah i think nicole? it's just nicole just dude nicole like when he comes nicole. through pulling out the other uh chibi that i was like wait what was that about uh, which i don't remember I i'm still trying to that understand was that her that is was that her i forgot what chibi that represented because each one's a thing one's the judge one's like the carefree one one's the very serious one there's the sad mind representing like oh you know this hot boy falling for him kind of thing yeah Yeah. that's because that's the character that's the character from the book that's not like it looks like nicole but that's because in previous episodes in previous episodes she's been like wow, he looks like the character from the book. And so, like, that's that's the reason why this Got person it. that intrudes in her, like, imagination during the council meeting looks like Nicole. Also, uh, it makes sense episodes, for... She's gone, oh, yeah, he looks like that. It also makes sense for Nicole to um, intervene because he's the route that she basically has no idea about because oh, she played yeah. all the other ones. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I forgot about that. Yeah. Because she never, she never uh, finished she, that She route. didn't beat the black-hearted so, sadistic prince, which is 
I believe Giordano. Yeah, I, I feel yes. we, we ought to give a rundown of the cast of this show. That yeah. There's just this major, major facet we haven't included. And yeah, how it's actually how episode one opens is by a jump win. forward. <laughs> we'll get to that. <laughs> no, but uh, it actually starts episode one before it flashes back to three episodes of childhood. Her first day at this magic school. And Katarina says, like, ah, this is where the route to my doom begins. And that's because the protagonist of the Otoma game is a character in the show. But that's not who our anime protagonist got, you know, reincarnated as or anything. She's more like a... Are, are we the baddies? So <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and that that's a very funny dynamic that it's there. But... Yeah, I just wanted to give a quick rundown. Like, you have... as, And that's the character we don't meet until the teenage portion. Like, before the time skip forward. <clears throat> Who? Uh, the Maria. Maria. Oh, yeah, yeah. We don't meet Maria. We don't meet Maria. Who is the, the, the game's protagonist, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Who nor- normally... Everything Katarina knows about this world is actually through Maria's eyes because of the game. As in, her routes romancing these characters that she ends up meeting as children and very quickly those would be uh giordo her fiance katarina's fiance prince his brother alan who Mm -hmm. uh, gets engaged to mary who katarina meets and bonds to bonds with i'm sorry (laughs) as a kid over gardening of all things yes because gardening and farming are very similar Uh, yeah i mean that was basically it then you have Sophia, oh, Sophia and Nicole, who are siblings. Nicole, who are siblings, siblings yep. mm-hmm. and the children of the prime minister, I believe, is their is their like yes. status. Yes, something. Yeah. But as far as the game goes, and as far as Katarina knows, all of these boys are represent four routes in the Otome game, and she knows that either ending of Giordo's route just has her exiled or killed. And I think you forgot the... about Keith. Keith's route also, ah, Keith. route also ends with her dead. Ooh. Yeah, Keith is her but... adopted brother. Yeah, he's very yeah. big. Keith is Katharina's <laughs> yeah. adopted but... brother. Yeah, yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. Keith in the game basically stabs her to death in like murderous rage. So... Wait, I thought that was Giordo that does that. No, no, Giordo no. kills her to protect Maria. Oh. <laughs> Either way, she... mm-hmm. yes. the point is she still almost gets all these routes that she knows end in her death, and so. Yep. She's just actively plotting her life to be like, how do I avoid this? Which Pretty is much. always something I like to see is when you have a character that's like, okay, I kind of know what destiny or fate is or what's expected, but I'm going to do my best to prevent it. And she's doing so many things, like changing these characters, how they, they develop unintentionally and not realizing it, like Gracie touched on with these characters growing up to way different personalities. And she's blissfully unaware of a lot of these. It's it's really funny yeah. because it's this contrast of like she's hyper aware of how things are supposed to work in the game, and then is completely unaware of the effects that she's actually having. Yes, That's yes, like exactly Keith, what I was Keith thinking while watching. One, yeah. It's like how is it that you are so you know like everything about these characters in this world, and yet you are so oblivious to it's right like, in front I, of I, like I, a tunnel vision. Think... She's so focused on not dying that she's not paying attention to anything else that her activities to prevent that death are doing. Yeah, no, it's exactly like James said. Also, I do think this is, in real life, 
similar. Like when you know too much about something, you kind of don't notice new things that happen in the subject yeah. because you're too focused on what you already know. And that's like definitely her case. She know in her mind, she knows everything. So all yep. the little stuff that's turned into big stuff, like she just doesn't see it because of that. Mm-hmm. So that's exactly right. Um, it's it. We also have an observer bias too. We're able to see everything, right? Yes. Of course, as an observer yes, too, yes. and and it, that I think that may I I think that can also be an annoying point for some characters. Being like, oh my god, she's really is the Bacarina. She really just cannot. Her skull is too thick. She just can't understand <laughs> that she's already saved one of her routes. Like Keith, like Keith clings onto her, and there's no tomorrow. It's, just, it's yeah, crazy. Yeah, she's not aware um, of the fact that she's successfully avoided all the flags. now. She has made herself into the ultimate game protagonist. Exactly, yeah. Yes. <laughs> she, she was the villainess of this game, but then instead of being this flat character that fulfills, you know, like a plot device, she developed a personality <laughs> because she is, she has her mind of her original life. So now that we've introduced the characters, I have to know now, uh top two ships or if you have a top three top three let's go <laughs> all right i'll let you feel like last I Gracie, because i know I you have the say, most opinions but... on the ships wait so, sorry say that again i missed that. I'm, I'm i'm like a hundred uh i'm like a hundred percent confident that you have the most opinions on these ships so i think you should go last otherwise uh, yeah, the I mean, three of us will never get a turn uh Medi, do you want to go first yeah, I mean, should we talk more about the characters individually? Because my thoughts on them don't necessarily align with it. Well, eh, just talk. Well, like, do. I don't know. We've spent a lot of time in this podcast already. I don't know if we want to spend another like ten minutes talk. Just yeah, and I still character. worry we've like <laughs> this will probably make sense to you if you've watched the show. But so much of this, I'm like, wow, we've done a questionable job of jumping around and explaining. Oh, by the way, this is a thing. Yeah, this is definitely a podcast for people that are mostly up to date with the show. We Sorry, hope. people that. I mean, if you haven't watched the show and you're still hanging out with I us, I mean, yeah, that, that's the whole point in. is to get you interested in watching this. Yeah. Um, favorite character is probably Mary. Okay. Yeah. And I think okay. I'm probably, even though I don't think it's gotten a ton of focus or like substance or supporting evidence, I think Mary and Katarina is the ship that like I want to see or I'm most entertained by. I think I just mm-hmm. like that Mary is the most forward. Oh like, yeah, aggressive it's so of much the yeah. girls, and she's like, mm. <laughs> like just, and Katarina is still oblivious towards that, which is great. I think it's interesting that Mary's the only one that actually gets that like kind of focus, where it, where it, like the camera will pan and focus on her, and Mary will just be like, "I've been working so hard to make sure he doesn't figure yeah. out that my fiance likes <laughs> Katarina." Katarina's watching like, this happen. I can't like, afford oh, to have really another good. rival, and it's not even like I'm jealous because my fiance is is likes another person. It's I can't let my fiance like this person because I already like this person. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. Mary is definitely the one where it's like, wow, I'm sure, I'm sure glad that you're friends with literally all these other people because if you weren't, you would have stabbed one of them by now. Like, oh <laughs> shoot, you're there, right. There's like a little bit. There's a little bit of like Yandere energy coming. Ah, like, maybe but that's it, a it, little. It, that's it never true. expresses itself oh, in like my... a negative way. Like the motivation is out of like, I mean, you could say that about Yandere's in general, but it's not like the I must possess you you know, kind of mood, but it's like, I don't, it's like, I, I like you the most, therefore I deserve to have this spot and I'm going to make sure that nobody else gets it, but not oh my, my gosh, like, I've never thought like, of that until you pointed it out. She would totally stab someone. <laughs> like, like, but she's not like, 
mean or violent about it. She's like obfuscating things. She's like, <laughs> it's interesting because I, I feel like her. She's still a nice person fundamentally at heart. Like, yeah, Mary's yeah. really yeah. a sweet girl. Well, yes, her grown-up personality seems rather different from her child personality, which oh, is true of most of yeah. the characters. For Mar- for Mary, yeah, yeah. Well, both like both definitely Mary and Sophia in the game, and also when they're kids, are very timid characters. But very, um, and they they both become a lot more expressive as you know in the in the second half of the show when they're teenagers. But I think that like it's because Katarina. It's because like, of Katarina, absolutely. Yeah. But like Sophia's not being shy is just like I you know I I'm you know I'm just having a good time and I have friends and like Mary's is that complete one eighty of just like. I, I, I went from being very you know went from being very passive to like things will happen because I will them. <laughs> yeah. But, yeah. Well, I was she's, very pleased she... that she got the boat spot with. Yes. That, that's really helpful. <laughs> Same. That was just, hilarious. Oh, oops! I fell. <laughs> Not I even fell. like oops! I fell. It's just I am going to attack you. Oh, that's to right. It's like you I love you. Hug. The boat. So, so I, yeah, I'm I think... officially endorsing Katarina and Mary. Yeah, I I think. <laughs> I think I, I, that's my, that's my favorite one to watch. I don't know, like, I, I, I don't try to get too invested in ships, so I don't think I'm like, oh, these two would be perfect together, like, these two would be great together, uh, eh, but I like watching what happens, and in this, like, wow, that's, that's really voyeuristic of me, um, but, uh, <laughs> I, in terms of, like, interactions that I enjoy watching, it's, it's Mary and, and Katarina. Okay, so uh, but... you two are in agreement. Yeah, g- give me another answer. I won't accept lukewarm agreement. <laughs> what? No. Like, we just had, like, a two-minute conversation about why Mary's great. Like, what do you mean lukewarm agreement? You, you gotta rep the other ones for the listeners, or we're gonna get canceled. Oh, no. All right, well, thanks to thanks to some revelations in the beginning of Episode 7, and also my mystic future-telling powers from mm, having read some of the manga adaptation... I uh, I am a fan of Sophia. Dang it. Sophia and Katarina. you're gonna take Sophia from me, huh? <laughs> oh, that was who you were gonna. Let's hear it. Uh, yeah, I'll go, I'll I mean, go third. She, I'll let both of you give your there. opinions, and then I'll tell you why you're both right and also wrong. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> okay. I mean, Sophia is up there, but up there. I think a lot of it up there. It's it's up there, but I think I'm biased because I am also an anime fan, and one of the problems is finding someone who has interests and Sophia oh, I see. Agno- understands that. She understands that she now has a friend. Book friend. In the beginning. A book friend. Yeah, essentially a book friend. And at the same time, that's also allowed me to like Nicole and Katarina in a way because even though Nicole's a very, very quiet, very quiet character and even to Kudere. the hints of episodes 6 and 7, he's like, oh, look, he's having a great time. Look he's at him smiling. smiling. <laughs> yeah. He's just he's smiling. Choo-choo. <laughs> he's not really smiling. But he cares the most because he wants to he wants Sophia to be happy. And the only person that made Sophia happy was Katarina. And in a way, Nicole admires and respects uh, Maria uh not Maria, Katarina for that. And in a way, Nicole already told Sophia that hey you're gonna find someone eventually he know he knew and kind of gave that a hope in a way and sure enough Maria I'm sorry Catalina fulfills that for Sophia and I think Nicole in a way respects uh, Catalina we don't see a lot of interaction between the two but I feel like those two would mend together well 
And also, I think I'm a fan of the the two opposite dynamics. Uh, Nicole's very quiet, passive. Right. You know, just I had a good time. Catalina true. is the complete polar opposite. Right. She's just, hey, yo, I'm going to go tree. farming today. Let's go on a boat I'm going to go climb a tree. Maybe I like the chaotic like energy that. of uh, aggressive energy, Mary, and oblivious aggressive energy. I know, right? Based on who you like in other franchises, Mary, yeah, I think that's a pretty, that's a pretty accurate. Oh. Mm-hmm. Um... There's a type. Oh, an interesting point I wanted to bring up that almost caught me off guard is in episode six, I believe. Sophia actually gives a moment alone to Nicole and Catherine oh, and yes. like encourages him practically. And I'm like, what? You're encouraging your brother. Like, so you know that that's a thing. You're not. This like, is how it's going to work. This is Sophia's sick, sick, sick plan. She knows <laughs> that like her marrying Katharina is not going to happen because of society. So the next best thing is to get her brother to marry brother. Katharina. And then she'll, so- then her best friend will have married into the family. And there will be no. Escape. And then she can hang out. She can hang out with Katrina this entire time because there will be sister-in-laws. Big brain is a big, mm. big brain thing. So that every single time she's visiting, she's taking care of his brother and also getting you to can hang visit out with your best friend. The excuse of visiting your brother. Is what you said Holy about like, societal expectations? I think it's interesting. This world doesn't seem to really bat much of an eye at uh, girls liking each other, which I find amusing. Like. She was reading a basically a girls' love story. Yeah, as yeah, a kid. It's true. Yeah, and then, yeah, uh, you're right. Yeah, and Sophia too was like, "Yay!" And even Katarina herself expresses things of like, "Oh my god, this girl's so pretty," and like, you know, the whole blushing and gushing or whatever. Mm-hmm. And yet, when they're grown up, she's so oblivious, and she's like, "Hey, girls, who do you like?" And they're like, "We all like I'm deeply <laughs> fond of you." Decisively, she's like, "That's not the kind of like I meant." We're just I didn't mean like as friends. I, she's yeah. friend zoning everybody at this point. She's not even aware yeah. of it. She, she is. Oh my god, this is how it ends. She friend zones everyone at this point. Friend zones everyone and dies alone. Um. Oh. Yeah. yeah. Just you know. Already, James. What's your your shipping character? Uh, I mean, James, I. We got it. Oh, wait, what? I, I have to pick somebody other than the two that have been picked. So even though I mean, you don't have to. You don't to. have to, James, though. No, Medi was like, I got to. Otherwise, the podcast will be canceled forever because I can't make it. Oh, decision. my gosh. I will personally um, cancel it. You personally cancel it. <laughs> Actually, I, I'll, I'll put on my hat as a member of this imaginary kingdom and go, Ah, oh, they're engaged. Yeah, okay, that works. So I, I really enjoy... Uh, I like Giordo's character um, quite a bit when, like... As a teenager, because, like, as a kid, it's like the, oh, he never smiles, he's never happy, blah, blah, blah. And so seeing seeing that, like, Katarina be, like, the ray of sunshine that actually helps him with his, like, um, express himself a little bit more and, and, you know, be a little bit more friendly and affable. And then also, because he is engaged to Katarina, the amount of confidence that he is al- allowed to just deploy... Whenever everyone's like That's arguing true. over her, it's like, guys, I know, and- <laughs> but you don't understand. At the end of the day, I'm still gonna be the one I'm- that marries her. And like, the best part is, you guys can do whatever you want, the, the, but I've fact- already won. <laughs> and yet, you have. I was talking about Giordo reminded me that while I'm not crazy on Keith and Katarina as a ship. I love Keith's mm-hmm. character. It's just always yes. popping up and sabotaging those two. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's so um, cool. And. I'm like, oh god, like, he's actually really similar to Mary. There's just, one's a boy and one's a girl, but both are like, yep. I will let no mm-hmm. one else get in the way. And I love that Keith just declares, for now. For now. And yeah. everybody's now basically agreeing with him. He's like, what's that supposed to mean? And they're all like, that's right. For now. 
for now. Like, now I, I feel engaged. like Giordo's faded to lose because he got the head start. He's just he can only I think so too. move down from here. Oh, no, he's the third prince. I don't think that's going anywhere. So I, that's why I like Giordo a lot. Is, is mostly because of the like the the I've already won mentality. Just like I'm already engaged. I, I respect to her. that. What are you gonna do? I about respect it? that. <laughs> All right, All right Gracie's Gracie. turn. All right, it's, it's your turn. Okay, so we're ready to hear have, your your law. <laughs> I have two. Um, my um, out of the guys, my favorite one is Giordo, but my reasoning is very different. Um. Even though I think Jing's reasoning is hilarious and very solid points, um, for me personally, is I I just care a lot about compatibility in regards to anything. And um, one thing is, well, first of all, there has to be mutual um, mutual sort of like. But obviously, Katarina doesn't uh, Katarina doesn't know any of them, so that side is like out of the equation. So I start evaluating based on how the other person perceives her. And I feel like Giordo, out of the guys, is the only one who doesn't look at her antics and her personality as, like, um, Manic Pixie Dream Girl-esque sort of things. Like, because um, mm-hmm. Alan... Well, Alan is baffled by her and sometimes embarrassed, mm-hmm. and Keith is exasperated yep. by her. And Nicole also, like, finds her to be this shining light who, like, brought in his sister to, like, the society and everything. But Giordo's the only one who sees her being crazy, and he just goes, oh, that's great. I love it. And it's, like, that that's true. sort of simplicity of just being totally okay with it and, like, loving it that really gets me that... yeah. Um, was very evident in episode six and it was a really small moment and it was literally just her chasing after the geese that's that's sandwich <laughs> and keith was like oh my gosh like sis nason like you know don't don't be like don't be ridiculous and, and alan's like uh your skirt your skirt dude your skirt and only and giorgio's just staring after her and it's just like yeah that's great she's great it's like classic <laughs> Yes. I love I love her for who she is. I think yeah. it's interesting that Giordo is the one that knew her before her whole memories coming back and personality changing. That's true. Yes. And that mm-hmm. Katarina was all over Giordo. Yes. But... All right, no, so who's your I... other you, you had two, so. Um so my second one is uh Maria and it's actually for the same reasons is I feel like um I'm mean, granted I okay, so to be fair I do agree. Mary probably views Katarina uh, the same way that Maria does in regards to just thinking her personality and how the way she acts is great. It's just Mary kind of scares me. <laughs> so that's, that's why, why I like her. Yep. <laughs> that's why I have a harder time shipping her because I'm like, you are kind of sketchy and I don't know how I feel about that. <laughs> and so that's me with Mary. But Maria obviously doesn't have that sketchiness. And also, this is like more of the writer in me, but you know the typical villain and hero gets together. Enemies to lovers is the most powerful ship. It really is. And I just think this, if they like got together, would just be such a clever twist, you know, on like a very strong and typical like writings perspective. So it's like... And it seems to be like one of the major focuses right away. Like even before... 
Maria showed up in the anime, just watching the OP, I was like, yes. okay, they are the two main characters, and they are, I think, the couple being sold to us the most. And I do think it's funny, kind of like you said, because Katarina comes into this world, and she's like, I have to stop these routes from happening, because the bad ending gets me killed. And she, half intentionally, half accidentally, takes over every route by taking Maria's place in those routes. Yeah. Yeah, it's like, whoops, I stole, also a, picking I, I stole up a line. The, picking up the rival girls along the way. And then she becomes the route for Maria, too. <laughs> like, yes. No, and, and the, yeah, so I just think, like, writing-wise, you know, it's a great twist, and I always appreciate a great twist writing-wise. Mm-hmm. But I think um, the thing that gets me off guard, and, like, I'm not even just, I'm not talking about who I ship anymore, is i really surprised how much people ship Keith and Katarina, because... I well, first of all, it's a little weird to me because he's he's an he is an adopted brother, but they knew each other since they were kids, so it's a little different from like say they met as teenagers. And it's also and then, different than the childhood friend dynamic because it's you were adopted in the family, you are actually loosely related to me, right? And engage as children is fine, I guess. Oh, uh, I mean, okay, that's <laughs> a good point, but I just think I don't know why. I just feel like living under the same roof and being raised with the same people. There's just a different dynamic. And oh, oh I agree. It's it, it's fascinating because I always see that kind of dynamic being popular with a lot of people. Yeah, maybe it's because of the forbidden and nature of it. I I don't find maybe that very. Appealing, I really but... wonder how many people that actually have siblings versus those that don't. Yeah, like, I bet I bet people adopted. that are like ah oh, siblings would be great. Those are mostly only children. Let me let me talk as as a sibling. <laughs> <laughs> like, do we we all have siblings, right? I'm an only child. Gracie actually. is not. I think. You're an only child. Yeah, Grace is an only Aha. child. Yeah, Grace is an only child. So, but she's still crying against the uh, adopted brother pairing. I yeah, just, I just sure. think it's. Di- I mean, maybe, maybe I am an only child, but I, I did grow up very close to my cousin, and so like mm. we call, he calls mm. me sis, and I call him. I ah. actually Aww. a lot of times I would forget, and I just call him my brother, and people would correct me all the time and be like, "Wait, you don't have siblings?" And I have to be like, "Oh, wait, I, I mean my cousin," but like emotionally, I'm close enough where he calls me his older sister and i call him my younger mm-hmm. brother so um uh, see i so see keith is kind of more just like a babysitter at this point yeah so in the japanese terminology would be so convenient because you can use you can use like nissan and nissan for like characters mm-hmm. that aren't directly blood related but have that kind of relationship but yes, like saying um... sis and bro oh god <laughs> every <laughs> anybody that ever writes with that has either a never had siblings or b thinks that all siblings talk like uh you know what i'm not gonna go there oh, yeah <laughs> i know exactly what i was like going. i'm gonna finish that section, like... and then i was like wait it'll just get edited out <laughs> oh, i don't know so where many to jokes. go but all right <laughs> turning my camera off because it's making discord all funky oh no no worries um you know okay now so... that we have Oh, oh, oh okay, so I was about now to say, we have so everyone's... the forbidden yeah, part is appealing to people. I guess the only thing else I could think of of why that ship is so popular is I wonder if people just like Keith and like his cock-blocking antics that they just <laughs> I know, automatically I ship it because they like him. Like, is that a reasonable assessment? I, I, I guess so you could because interpret it like that, but I just because I find my... it funny doesn't mean I ship it. Yeah, well, I mean, here's the thing. With Mary, 
I'm like, full disclosure, I'm like, I like this character the most. I like her design and her voice and her general personality. Therefore, I'm going to go for that ship, even if I don't see, like, incredible chemistry between her and Katarina above the rest. With Keith, I'm also like, oh, I like this character individually. But instead, it's the whole stepbrother thing kind of, dis not disqualifying it for me, but uh, discouraging me from really caring for that. But I do see justification for Keith because just like with Mary and Nicole and Sophia and even Alan, like just about everyone that's not Giordo is he can view Katarina as a savior. Like everyone in the cast besides Giordo can, I think. Mm -hmm. Yeah. In one way or another. Hmm. Yeah. Also, I, I have a, I have a comment on, on, um, on Gracie's statement that Mary is a little sketch. And here's, here's, here's the reason why <laughs> this is why I find it. So um, is because there's an aspect of danger to it, which is exciting. But at the same time, we know yeah. we know that Mary is a, is like a very kind person at heart, and it's established yeah. early on with like you know tr you know being good, nice to talk to, and caring for the flowers. And so it's the ooh, we're getting a little dangerous and potentially a little like you know a little bit of that yandere healing. But you know that it'll never like while it can hint at it and like tease you with it that like ooh danger. It'll never actually happen just because Mary is such a nice person. It's like a roller coaster or something okay. like that. Where it's like, oh, I get the feeling that I, you know, my insides are lifting up and I'm getting that feeling of weightlessness and that like helplessness as I'm thrown around. But I also have full confidence in the design of the machine that I'm riding on that I'll never actually get hurt. Okay, I see. I see. Which is why I throw myself behind, like, why I support Mary's as a character, or, like, why I like her so much is because it's got that like exciting amount of like scheming, like a little bit of darkness. But you know that that darkness will never be expressed negatively and affect any of the characters in a negative way. Right. I, I guess I do like when they all get a little... What's the word? Darkness might not be the right wor word, but when they all have their little quirks. Whereas, like, with Maria, I think as a ship, I'm like, yeah, that makes the most sense. It's It works. But as a character, I'm like, you, you kind of bore me. Like, you're a little too... You're too nice. Perfect or okay. nice. Yeah, it's... Stop it. She makes sense as the protagonist, yeah. for yeah, sure. absolutely. But yep. it's funny that, again, the whole premise, kind of, of this show that amuses me is, what if we put a real human personality into a bland character in a game world where every character is, like, pre-written and rather one-dimensional? See what chaos she... <laughs> just what havoc she wreaks by changing everybody, by developing personalities. Yeah. And that's exactly and why everyone way, fell for her instead of Maria. And in a way, she's kind of made these 1D characters a bit more than 1D. Yeah. Oh, she has, yeah. Like, because yeah, she she has. Yeah. It's, it's great. She meddles it's a, everything. I, it's a great formula. I think it's... I love I, it. I'm hoping to see more. That it's alone a, is really, really amuses me. It's a different kind of formula from the usually Sekai, right? Like... Yes. Oh, very much so. Well, I, even, even a reverse harem anime, too. I, most reverse harem anime, the protagonist is... Very clueless. Like, that's it. And she has no real purpose. Like, they're clueless, right. but they're also not the reason why, like... Here's... Like, okay. I think... I wouldn't say no purpose, but, like, sh they're kind of there to be there, in a way. They're there sometimes. to be the center of the reverse hand. I think one thing that makes it fun mm -hmm. is that... Well, in some ways, Katarina's reactionary because she happened to be in the world and found out or whatever. I think she's a very proactive character. Yes. And that, and it's fun to have an active protagonist because you don't get that a lot. You get a lot of reactive protagonists and more active 
uh, Hera members, so to speak. But she's very active, or they're reactive because they exist as side characters to be romanced in the game. They, 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 the, the, the thing with a lot of, and uh, from the purpose of like, even like harem thing, harem shows, which this is a little bit, uh, is the fact that the main character is usually like a boring person that the viewer can project onto, and that's not the case yes. in this show. Right. But it is the case, I would argue, with Maria, because she was, she exists to be the main character. Yeah, and it's she... interesting that Katarina even notices, like, she doesn't, like, respond to me or talk to me much outside of the student council office. I'm like, oh, it makes sense, because she's the protagonist. You need to engage the scripted events. Like, you need to go and talk to her. And then she steals all the scripted events from the other characters. So that's yep. why they're not very proactive either. They just react to Katarina, because she is this violent force of change. That was interesting, too, in the hallways where Maria just kind of yep. bows, acknowledges and it, Katarina. It, it makes and it just, sense to me it. because this is a game world. Yeah. And it also, it well, game, I mean, it, it also in episode like... seven makes more, or I think seven, six, visiting the friend, uh, visiting the, visiting friendship. That's episode six, right? Going to visit. Yeah, where she goes to her yeah. house. Yeah. Yes. I mean, it's also yeah, explained yeah, later in the episode where it's like, oh, she has no friends. Yeah. Yep. Like Maria has she no friends bullied. because she's a commoner at the school for nobles. And then when she goes back into her hometown, she everybody thinks she's some illegitimate child of a noble because she has the super powerful wizard magic light magic stuff so you know it's the i have no friends and that that the whole you know situation and like how that affects somebody's mentality anyway Without ominous uh, messages at episode seven uh yeah there's yes. the big evil we'll end the shadow. podcast with that hmm? hot Episode seven had a lot of interesting hints. Plot twist. And for for the sake of recording, uh, I should have already announced it beforehand. We caught up, up to episode seven. This is where the anime is so far at the time of this recording. Yep. And there were a lot of. There was a flashback. There's a big reveal. It was interesting. There's a there's a big pretty reveal. big reveal, and I actually I remembered I forgot this was a reveal until they hinted at it at the end of episode six. And oh, I was like, wait a minute. <laughs> Right, that happens, doesn't it? <laughs> that happened. The Katarina in modern day Japan dies. I mean, so, we knew yeah. that already. Well, we knew that. That's how she ended up there. But what we learn mm, is I know, that but we learn Sof- that the, her the friend, friend, the friend is, has been Sophia, reincarnated yep. as Sophia. And was her name but, Sophia in both worlds? No, she's Achan. No. She's a- no. A- oh, you're a- right. Ko- you're right, Achan. Or yeah. whatever. Yeah. That actually but that was interesting. Really but Sophia doesn't guard. remember. I did not see that coming at all, and so, and keep in mind, I I watch so much anime now that, like, most (laughs) plot twists don't get me, because I would say in a year, I watch 60 anime series, (laughs) so... um, Dang, that's like 61 too many. (laughs) (laughs) Um, So it's like, so by now, like, even really well-written plot twists, where I will genuinely praise them for being well written i i don't even feel as surprised anymore because i can predict um and so that one really just caught me off guard and i just i guess i just didn't see it coming but i thought it worked out really well too so here's the thing though and as of episode seven uh because we we realized this um from katarina's perspective as well is like when they dream of their previous life they don't remember it when they wake up and so right. ah, Sophia yeah. is still Sophia and right. just has that sense of deja vu, not realizing that she is actually, you know, reincarnated.
Right, which makes sense, because, um, I mean, especially just the dreaming and forgetting part, because I think we can all attest that a lot of times after we dream, we wake up and a few minutes pass, <laughs> and we genuinely can't remember what we dream It happens about. to me all the time. Yeah. Uh, all, all I don't, yeah, time. like, I don't understand people that are like, oh, I keep a dream journal, I'm like, I'm surprised you can remember your dreams long enough. <laughs> yeah. Like, yeah. <laughs> well, that, to be fair, that's why they keep it, is they write it down when they wake up. And then they immediately. I would forget the back half of the dream as I'm writing the beginning. Like, I had a dream about, and I've already forgotten. Well, you know, I don't think I ever remember the beginning of it. Dreams don't have beginnings. I remember ends (laughs) and kind of middles. I think that's true. Yeah, you remember middles and ends, but you don't really remember the beginning. I will often, well, because to be fair, they'll probably just throw you in the middle with how your brain works, but. (laughs) What often happens to me is I have a crazy dream. I think, like, wow, that was weird. Forget about it. Way later in the day, someone says something that, like, I mm-hmm. guess just fires that neuron in my brain that's like, oh, yeah, that weird thing related to this happened in my happened dream. dream. Just like Sophia saying, I don't want to lose you again. Exactly. That again. I don't want to yeah. lose Without you Without even catching that. Yeah, and then also the like, I feel like that. I've done this before with you. Yes! Like, that was the previous yeah, we should episode. Probably... Yeah. Deja vu. I guess we mentioned it was spoilers, but we, we've before. dodged. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, you're saying Medi. <laughs> oh, we've dodged actually talking about like what the whole deal is, but basically the implication that no, no, we did say it. I'm sorry. We said that there were spoilers. Yeah, yeah, that her friend is regarding this, Sophia. See, which, uh, made, which, I can't which for me, because I can't remember things five seconds ago. What? Which, like, like I, we just kind of know it. Like, Sophia is a child. Yeah, it hasn't been makes, stated. It's just which makes me yeah. wonder. Okay, how does this work? Did Achan live a long and fulfilling life and then die and then both of the friends got same. reincarnated at the, time, oh, at the same time? Oh, that's a good point. Or was there another same. horrible traffic accident? Okay, oh, that's I've, I've got a few other things though. That this had made me think of, one of which was um. Well, I guess a few. <laughs> the the twist, it's not like I predicted it, but something that didn't surprise me was that Achan, you know, her friend would pop up more in the story in some way because she flashed back to her quite a bit, and I thought she kind of looked like Sophia just with a different hair color. Um, she's at mm. the end of the OP as well. Yeah. And she's I thought, like, see, oh, she's at the it, end yeah, of the yeah. OP, so she she will play a role in this in some way. like they, Or there will be a lot of flashbacks to her, the other life. Yeah. And that happened, I'm like, okay, I can see it, because it's also, Sophia fulfills the exact same niche of a friend to talk to. A friend to talk, to talk to about, about media. Yeah. yeah. Uh, other thing that, that had me thinking was, okay, are any other characters actually just <laughs> people from her life yeah. reincarnated? And yeah. that led me to... What I really wanted to throw in this podcast, I haven't mentioned up to now, is what is the deal with the student council president? Oh, boy. We'll find out. So. We'll find out. You'll Something's fi- up find with out. him. You'll find out. You'll find out. Uh, oh, I figured. Yeah. But yeah. I'm going to throw in my prediction, which is probably right because I've never been wrong about anything in my life. Wow. Okay. But Medi, based on the evidence. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Uh, evidence number one. Okay, well, the theory is that he he's also a, a, a reincarnated person of some form. Um, point number one is that Katarina observes, like, wow, in the game, he was like kind of like a side note, a side character, but, like, he's really good at this and that, like, uh, here. You know, I'm seeing him do all these things. And then at the party, he's, like, talking to Katarina, and she's, like, asking him, like, oh, do you like anyone sort of speaking? He's like, nah. <laughs> like, he's a very chill and... uh 
I guess, once again, kind of proactive character. And there's just a weird amount of focus on him for someone who didn't seem to play a role in the game otherwise. <laughs> just like Katarina didn't have a That's big not, part I'm... in the game. Mm-hmm. I'm curious, too. Oh, I'm, I know I the don't, answer to this. I haven't, I'm not James read I know the manga, you do. so he's dying. So... My... I who's the who's who do you think's the one that saved uh Sophia and Katrina at the bottom? You saw oh, that shadow. I, I think I think it's the uh, did you see that shadow? I think him. it's the president. Probably I think it's, that's where I realized right, that, okay, it's, it's the not, president. Uh, I didn't think about Nicole, that. Cuz even though cuz Nicole no. would have said it was him otherwise. So Yeah, well he would have been well, like no, we I also know saw you, him walk sister, from Sophia. the top of that cave right after someone was at the bottom of it to save them. Yeah. My Who? guess Did is we actually ever find out? he's in he's a secret route in the ultimate game that she just doesn't know. So this this comes with ultimate Probably. game knowledge. This is this comes with ultimate game knowledge. Um, a lot of a lot of the ultimate games is that there's a secret route where you have to first pass all the other uh, choices before mm-hmm. you can reach them. Yes. So my guess is since she never finished. My guess is he's actually yeah. the unlocked route in that, you know, she just doesn't know because she didn't finish. So, um, and he kind of fits great the trope, too, because he's, like, the mysterious one who's perfect that no one really seems to get or, like, understand. So that's my personal um, theory. i like to know the answer. Huh? Would you like what to know the answer? I'll, I, I won't say it in no. the podcast. But if you would like no, to know, I would DM I, you I don't after we record. Want to know. I don't think I want to know. I want to draw the anime first, and then we'll talk about it. Well, Gracie, do you if, want to if, know? if enough, if enough uh, interest warrants, we could always revisit this episode again. But we'll see yes. when it ends, and then we we'll be like, "Holy shit!" Right. We should just dedicate but, the shipping. Okay, voice. don't the tell me really nonetheless because I um I do think I have a good I have a good bet on this because. <laughs> Because I'm using my own ultimate gameplay knowledge, and I really want to be right. So yeah, don't tell me. I'm well, gonna, that alone I'm makes me think you're it. you're more likely to be right than I am. Are we? Are we? Are Who we knows? making bets? I'm totally down for there to be money on the table. Oh my god! Oh, no, I'm not confident in my now. theory anymore. Because <laughs> <laughs> no, my whole thing was like something's obviously up with him, but then that ultimate game like background that theory makes yeah, a lot Gracie more sense. Yeah, Gracie kind of. I have the most knowledge on this particular franchise because I've I've read the adaptation of the light novel that has been in manga, which means I'm further ahead than the anime, but not nearly as far in the light novel. And then Gracie, I think, has the second largest volume of knowledge just from this is how Otome games work. So many hot mm-hmm. anime boys. Which one will you date? All of them. If only. But and all the women. Date all the women. And all the women, yeah. I, uh, I know, like, um, I, I know we were, like, supposed to wrap up, but I do want to say I appreciate... Katarina, Katarina being able to represent as a bisexual icon, if I'm That's allowed true. to say yeah. that. Yeah. Like, yeah. Like, oh, yes. Literally everyone. Because it's clear that she obviously finds guys hot, or else she wouldn't be playing the Ultimate game, but then it's also clear that she does find girls really attractive and pretty, too. Yeah, so... she gushes over their hair and... Yeah, hair and eyes and, like, <laughs> you look like a doll and, oh, you're so pretty and, like... Which you know. is why it, it's jarring to me that she still has, like, a very heteronormative lens sometimes, but maybe she's just assuming that, you know, because they're written game characters... Yeah, because yeah. it's a written like, game oh, well, character they like dudes, the so the rivals know to make game. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. I think... I honestly think that's more of a case because she clearly likes reading girls' love, so... And boys' like, love. Yep. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so she's obviously not against it in any shape or form. 
Yeah, I think it's just the I'm in a I'm in an Otome game where the guy and the girl date and live happily ever after. So that's just what her brain is engaged in. It's like this is how it works. I mean, she's on she's in a defense mode, defining to make sure that all her routes don't lead to. Yeah, doom. that is true. Like she's very sunny and having a good time, but like at the base of every single one of her actions is, oh boy, I hope this doesn't get me killed. <laughs> Pretty much. So and with that, final comments. We will wrap up. Final comments. I like the opening game uh, a lot. Great. That's my final choice. Yes. I like it a lot more. I like the ending theme a lot. I actually like the ending theme more, to be honest. Nah, the ending also good. We, we talked, Mehdi and I talked earlier about like, oh, we might have to skip some opening and ending themes to uh, to cram all the episodes in before we start recording. And I was, normally I don't like, you know, I, I'm one of those guys like, don't skip the, the opening and endings. But in this case, I'm like, you know what? I'll listen to like the first 30 seconds, and then I'll just move on to the ending theme. But I listened to the entire opening. So that shows you how much. I, li- I listen to the opening and skip the ending as well. <laughs> yeah. Oh my gosh. <laughs> we were on a tight time budget. You can't blame I us. I know. I know. I like. Fair I like enough, the opening theme it... as well. I I do like the ending theme because obviously it's meant to portray like a more bad ending. It's literally called bad end. Yes. But yeah, it's like yes. a more bad yep. ending ish story yep. versus the opening, which is like this is the happy end sort of thing. But, Very cheerful um, and awesome. The opening is all over I'm, the place. I also think the opening theme. I like better just because i like the animation for the opening theme the animation is really sweet it's 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 really cute it's very fun it's very fun it's very positive and it's kind of got like it it shifts a lot of like tone stuff because it starts out sounding like game music and then it throws in a random you know beethoven lick in there and then it's got this like descending chromatic line where it's like the with uh achan doing like the explaining and so it's got all these different elements in it, and so that kind of chaotic but also positive energy, I think, just fits Katarina as a character, and it shows tone overall. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. That sums it up as I would say. It, it just it 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 embodies Katarina's, and we're getting ready to be energetic for an episode. I love how every character has their transformation from child to yes. teenager. <laughs> yes, that's what I like as well. Her. Except yeah, Maria is just cute. you know only the teen, of course. Yeah. Maybe we'll find out her kid's side. I don't know. We'll see. Also, I'd like Maria because uh, Hayami Saori is, is a good seiyu, and she voices a lot of characters I like. But moving yes. on. <laughs> but yes, with that, uh, thank you all for joining us here at Anime Trending as we dive into my next life as a villainess, all routes lead to doom. We're likely to definitely continue watching this, and if interesting developments happen... Uh, we may touch back on this topic, but we'll see. I mean, but I'm anyways, assuming thank you for there all. will be an end-of-season recap episode that will just, like, say that we're going to talk a little bit about every show we've watched and then end up spending, like, 20 minutes talking about one particular show and then going, whoops, that's the whole podcast. Thanks, guys. That that may happen because we're still having fun with this podcast. But, yes. Anyways, thank you very much for joining. Uh, we are – this is the Anime Trending Podcast. Uh, I'm Noobles. We have James, Meddy, and Gracie. Thank you for joining me. <laughs> Goodbye. Bye. I'm to sign off. Bye. Yeah, didn't, wow, didn't even bye. Good night. <laughs> not wasting any time. <laughs> nope, I'm not wasting any time. Good night. Wait, but what if they're listening to this in the morning? Uh-oh. Now we gotta redo the whole podcast. <laughs>